Welcome to the Goddess Got Goals podcast, episode number 76, my 30-minute habit-based morning routine. Yep, I know you love some behind-the-scenes stuff, the what do I do or what has been working for me and my clients, so I wanted to bring this to you in a way that um, will help you to figure out not only what will work for you, but maybe why implementing some of these new habits or even understanding the purpose of habit systems, routines, and rituals, and how that can make a massive impact in your life. So if you're someone who doesn't really have a morning routine, or if you've seen stuff on my Instagram or, or on other social media of, you know, doing meditation or doing all these things, and you're like, I really want to be able to do that and make time for that, but I just can't seem to manage it, then this is the episode for you. And in fact, it might also be for your friend, coworker, or uh, that lady that makes your cup of coffee, and you just need to share it out with her. <laughs> so go ahead and share it out for those that are looking to develop a more habit-based morning routine. And we're going to talk about about the why as well, um, questioners, I got you, but we're also going to talk about what and how you can implement this in your life or what barriers to setting up new routines and rituals that you may have. So can't wait to unpack it. Let's get started. Let's have a peek behind the scenes. Six day live mindset nutrition fitness body shape change online boot camp for women over 40. boom it's the six day superhero school for busy professional women who consider themselves both kick-ass and geeky with equal love of strength spreadsheets and superheroes wanting both superhero self-belief and that superhero body over 40. you can join us right now. In less than a week, I'm going to show you exactly how to develop that strength, belief, and body of a superhero and make sure you walk away with your own custom step-by-step fitness and nutrition plan to make it happen. At warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash school, you can join right now. We kick off very soon in just a couple of weeks because truth time If you want to know the real secret to body shape change for women over 40, and it's got nothing to do with the hours you're spending in the gym, or how many hundreds of dollars you've spent on products, potions, and pills, or how much willpower or motivation you have, or indeed how healthy you think that you are eating, you need to come and go through our intense and life-changing experience over six days with our live mindset, nutrition, and fitness body shape change online bootcamp. Join us right now, warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash school. I can't wait to get us started. With love from your super friend. Oh, you got to love these kind of more behind the scene episodes, right? You know, learning a little bit about how other people do stuff. I don't know about you, but I love that sort of thing. And especially when the podcasts that I personally listen to um, have more behind the scenes or day in the life of and all of that sort of stuff. So that's what I wanted to provide here when I talk about my 30-minute morning routine, my 30-minute habit-based morning routine. And I want to really hammer home the habit part. But I want to talk about how I've come to this routine, right? Because obviously, you know, my routine is my routine and my goals are my goals. But um, I want to talk about the evolution of it. So, you know, my routine has evolved over the past three years specifically. 
So when I took my business online, as the world closed with COVID and lockdowns and quarantines all meant that we were at home more, I started to realize the most important thing of all was that I get to choose my morning routine. I have the power to be intentional with what I want for my day. So, um, and this, and this was really important to me like this, when I really truly understood that this is where I felt true power, true certainty, true confidence, which I'm going to talk about the effects of this routine and how it's changed my life. But, you know, it was having that experience that I realized that I get to choose how I want to be right? I get to choose how I want to start my day and how I do my mornings generally sets me up for the rest of the day, right? So I think a lot of us don't really truly understand the empower of intention. You know, we just think, well, the morning is the morning or my day is just going to go the way my day is, you know, and it depends on who's going to wake me up or how I'm going to wake up and it depends what works like and it depends on if I'm running late or right, all of these things. But you are in control of that. And I think that we forget this. We forget that we are in control. We have the power to set our intention for our day to move forward and how we feel, right? And I love that. And I really do love that we have the power. So saying that, I also want to outline that I have evolved my life into this because this is what works for me and you might be thinking, well, this is fine for you, Lisa. You know, you homeschool Josh, you you know, you don't go to work, you work from home, you know, you have an online business, you, you know, you have all this time in the day, all of that sort of stuff. However, I created my life so that this would be the case. You know, you know, I worked out that schooling wasn't for both Josh and I, and school runs used to make me very anxious and very upset. Um, schooling didn't work for Josh, so that's why we became homeschoolers um, and unschoolers specifically. And then, you know, I paid my dues with with owning a business. I had a studio for three years where I was teaching 15 to 18 classes a week. And uh, I knew that wasn't going to be sustainable long term, right? Um you know, and it was always my goal to take my business online. So I get it. I get that you think, well, this is easy for you, Lisa, because you have Josh at home, you have your business, you have these things. But that was my intention. I, I saw that I had the power to choose and set up my life in this way, right? And that's really what I want to share with you today. So we're going to uh, unpack this. I'm going to give you the juicy details. I'm going to go through the morning routine. I'm going to talk about for our questioners that are listening about the science behind these things and how they work and why they work. But also, um, I'm going to give you the opportunity to access our ideal average day visualization activation, which we have talked about here on the podcast before, but it was this particular exercise that helped me to decide what I wanted for my day and specifically what I wanted for my morning. Yeah. So um gonna give you that as a as a as a free resource as well to accompany this amazing podcast. But um let's let's crack into it, right? Let's let's dive into the power of intentionally starting your day, right? So I love this phrase that I hear from one of the the people that I meditate with um using the app that I use. And they say, before you get into the doing, I want to establish a strong sense of being. 
And I love that. And I think that that really sums up what a morning routine can do for you, right? So it, it, before you get into the doing and you're pulled in the, all the other directions of people wanting you to do things and work and your phone and all of these distractions, before we get into that doing, you want to st- establish a strong sense of being. Now, we all know that mindfulness, meditation, um, grinding yourself, centering yourself, focusing on being, focusing on breath work, etc., is good for us, right? I'm not going to go into the science of that because I'm going to tell you that, yes, there's a bucket load of science to prove that those things are good for you. But more importantly, I want to think of it from a mindset point of view, right? A mindset point of view of you being in control of how you think and who you are before you have to be all of the other things that is demanded of you when you leave the house or even leave your bedroom, right? So for me, I have cured my anxiety. I have set and achieved goals for myself that I wanted. I have way more energy. I feel more grounded, right? Which is also as an, you know, the opposite of feeling anxious for me. I feel more energized, you know, when I can feel myself falling into that deep blues, depression feeling, I can use these tools to to pull me out. And I honestly, truly, and 100% believe that it is an effect of my morning routine and the intentional way that I sit and create these routines and rituals every single day. Now, I have more than just morning routines and rituals. I have, you know, um, you know, pre-work, you know, set up and, you know, shut down kind of rituals that I do in my office. I have pre-workout and post-workout rituals. I have bedtime rituals um, and then, you know, other things like weekend rituals and things like that. But we're talking specifically about morning habits and morning rituals. So, We're going to take a short break here and then afterwards what we're going to do is talk specifically about the importance of routines and rituals and why routine, you know, could be something that you're either fighting against or accepting or you like. Um, And then I'm going to literally give you the key steps in my morning routine, which add up to just about 30 minutes um, and why they work for me and why they might work for you if you want to adopt them. So be sure to come back after the break, when we unpack all of that for you. So, here I am. I've just done the six-week transformation challenge to become a unicorn. I have worked my ass off, let me tell you, but I've loved every minute of it. I, I can't even believe I'm saying that I loved every minute of it. I'm a woman who has not exercised for years. I mean, years and years, I think, when I actually went to the gym was probably... Gosh, I can't even think how long ago. But anyway, it's far too long ago. I am 51. I have hit menopause. I've come through the other side of menopause and it's been horrible. I am... I know I'm seriously overweight, I know I'm seriously fit, and I just felt like I needed somebody to take me by the hand and walk me through 
what I needed to do to change my life and my outlook on exercise and everything. So I was scrolling through Facebook one day and I came across um, Warrior Goddess Kettlebell Training. It was it was it just shouted at me. Seeing Lisa in her Wonder Woman outfit just shouted at me. The idea of being a strong woman was really what appealed to me. I have a really stressful job and I wanted some release, something that I could do for me. So I said, that's it, I'm going to sign up. I signed up for the six week challenge, not knowing what to expect. But you get help, literally held by the hand to talk through, you get a written plan. I just fell in love with it from the off. I'm not, I'm not, I did, that's, that's what happened. I fell in love with it from the off. It really did do everything that it said it was supposed to do. I trained hard and I, that, those sent, that sentence and me doesn't, don't go together. Me training hard, but I did. I trained hard. I pushed myself. I did what I was supposed to do. I followed the meal plan and something clicked in me really positive clicked in me. I love the whole ethos. I love um, the whole holistic approach to the plan. Um, so doing the exercises, um, it wasn't necessarily about weight loss. I've got a lot of weight to lose, but it wasn't necessarily about the weight loss. It was about trying to just make my body move more. I was fearful that I would end up with, because my knees ache, because I'm obviously carrying the lot of weight so I just wanted to move more to to enable me to, to be able to age <laughs> age well and be able to not be crippled with knee pain and all those things that are associated with bigger women as they get older so I did I gave it my all and at the end of it I have lost 15 and a half pounds and a ridiculous amount of centimeters my, my daughter measured me and the centimeters are really good. Anyway, so that's my story. I'm so happy to be able to, to put a test, testimony onto it because if you're stuck in a rut looking for something out there that is uh, covers the whole holistic nutritional looking at women over 40, looking after us, sign up for Lisa's challenge. That's all I can say. Thank you. Okay, and we're back. So I wanted to talk to you, as I said, about the importance of routine and rituals or what is your opinion of routine and rituals? So prevailing wisdom claims that the best way to achieve what we want in life, okay, getting into better shape, building a successful business or career, relaxing more, worrying less, spending more time with friends and family, these sorts of things, is to set specific actionable goals, right? God has got goals podcast. We talk about goal setting all of the time. And for many years, this is how I approached my habits as well too. I saw my habits as a goal that I had to reach, right? Once I've developed this habit, then X, Y, and Z will happen. So I set goals for 
um, you know, what the grades and, and, you know, stuff that I wanted in school and in university, but also I would set goals for the weights that I wanted to lift in the gym and, you know, how to swing my kettlebell. Um, and also for the profits that I want to earn in my business. And I succeeded at a few, but I also failed at a lot of them as well. Eventually, I began to realize that my results had very little to do with the goals that I set and nearly everything to do with the systems that I followed. So so it's not that goals are good. You know we love some goals. And we also talk about this tiny improvement superhero results in um, our previous podcast, which talks about, you know, habit systems, not goals, and the 1% atomic habit um, all that James Clear has talked about. And it's not that goals aren't good, but for long term and for, um, you know, for long term progress, a goal oriented mindset can create that yo-yo effect, which is exactly what happens with regards to yo-yo dieting, right? You know, um, many runners I know work hard for months, but as soon as they cross the finish line, they stop training. It's exactly what happened to me right? That the race is no longer there to motivate them. So this having goals as external accountability to get the progress is really where we can fall down. Okay. And they can restrict your happiness because you're constantly going, once I reach my goal, then I'll be happy, right? Once I've lose these 10 pounds, then I'll be happy. And it creates an either or conflicts conflict. Either you achieve your goal and are successful or you fail and you're a disappointment, right? And a goal is only about a momentary change. You know, imagine you have a messy kitchen and you want to set a goal to clean it. If you summon up the energy to tidy it, you will have a clean kitchen for now. But we all know how quickly that kitchen can get messed up again, right? And winners and losers have the same goals. Goal setting suffers from a serious case of survivorship bias, right? Basically meaning that we concentrate on the people who end up winning, the survivors, and mistakenly assume that ambitious goals lead to the success while overlooking all of the people who had the same objective but just didn't succeed. So in this way, this is why routines and rituals can be so important, also known as habit systems. Because when you have a long-term goal that you're going to be working on for a while, when you have something that's important to who you are and who you want to be and who you're becoming, and when you want to remain joyful whilst you're working through them, it's about setting habit systems, those routines and rituals. And often I play a little game with myself because I'm like that, that I try to, you know, make these routines and rituals fun, but also make them fun, you know, try to do them fast, try to do them efficiently, try to see if I can, you know, could this be a a more efficient way to do this, etc. Now, I'm going to just put in here very, um, as a caveat, is that yes, there are certain people who um, can uphold habits and habit systems more easily um, when it's a external expectation for, uh, or it's an internal expectation versus an external expectation. So what I'm talking about here is um, your self-motivation tendency or how you motivate yourself. Yeah. Now, 
believe it or not, we're going to go deep into this topic um, next week in terms of understanding the four tendencies with Gretchen Rubin. If you are one of my regular listeners or people who have done the five-day program or our recent superhero school, you will know all about this. Um, and of course, we're making it very exciting because we're adding some superhero element to our quiz. But it's important that you understand that based on your motivational tendency, you may have different feelings about routines and rituals. So me telling you, hey, you know, this is the perfect routine and ritual is already got you going, yep, nah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Rebels, I see you. Or for obligers going, yeah, well, I love this idea of all these habit systems and stuff, but I just feel like I can't make the time to do it. You know, it's something that I really wanted to do, but I just can't make the time to do it. Um, and then upholders will find their, their, their way in terms of, well, you know, what, what do I need to do? What's, what's good for me to do? And questioners, you guys just want all of the science. So, um, and, and to have your questions answered about this. So what I can say to you questioners as a questioner myself is that I've done a lot of research based on these parts of, you know, why these particular habits are good, but more importantly, the efficiency of the habits, like trying to work them into a 30 minute, um, because, you know, we're busy, we are busy, we've got a lot of responsibilities, we've got things we need to do, but we can dedicate 30 minutes to us, right? Um, and that's, that's what this morning routine is about. Okay, so what I want to do is I'm going to provide you the exact exact steps in my early morning routine. Um, and then we're going to invite you to figure out which one of these is going to work best for you or for you to start to develop it. And I really do want you to reach out to me, either hit email response, slide into the DMs over on Instagram, Lisa underscore barwise, and let me know about your your thoughts about routines and rituals, your thoughts about habits, and specifically how your morning goes. So let's dive in. I'm really excited to start sharing these with you. So the first question I generally get asked other than, um, you know, is when do you start your day or when do you start your morning? So I am all for pro-choice with your morning routine, right? So what I mean by that is, you know, if you're a 5 a.m. get, you know, waker upperer that's fine. Maybe you've got young kids. Um, maybe you've got an early morning job. Maybe you work shifts and that's the time that you get up. I am not an early bird. I accepted this about three or four years ago in my life um, and realized, okay, I just work better to a later night, mid-morning wake up. And it took me a long time to not judge the crap out of myself because, you know, as women, we've always been told to get up, get up early and early bird catches the worm and all of these things. But for me, a, you know, a two o'clock bedtime, 10 o'clock wake up, or, you know, between one and two and nine and 11 is my wake ups. It depends on when I go to bed. It depends on when I wake up. I do not set alarms. I generally just get up naturally. And that's how I've created the life for myself. Okay. So does it matter if you do this at 5am? Does it matter if you do this at 11am? No. Okay. So that's my first question out of the way. Okay. So the key steps in my morning routine go like this. So when I wake up, naturally, um, I do generally check the time and then I go to the bathroom. Most of the time I might even be wake, woken up by my bladder. Welcome to your 40s and 50s, ladies. <laughs> so um, once I've gone to the toilet, I come straight back and I do get back into my bed and I sit in my bed with the covers on because, hey, I live in a cold country um, and I sit up. 
that's when I do my meditation then and there. So a couple little tips for me when I do my meditation is I put my glasses back on so that the glasses kind of are on my face and make me feel like I'm awake. I am awake because I've actually got up and moved to go to the bathroom and come back. Um, but And I sit up in bed. So not bolt upright. Sometimes I'm slouched a bit or whatever. There's no perfect way to sit. And then currently I've been using an app called Insight Timer. I'm really in love with it. 100% recommend it. Um, and it helps you to also check in with how you're feeling. It's very cute. And it's got lots of metrics and stuff. I'm a big fan of metrics, as you know, as a questioner. So I pick a 10-minute meditation that has breath work in it. So they give you loads of suggestions of what you can do gratitude, you know, uh, morning meditations, stress and anxiety meditations, um, energy, energy, loads of different things. Okay. So you can pick which one you'd like, and maybe you'll find a teacher that's for you and you'll do more of that. Or, um, I'm a big fan of once I found one that I like, I kind of alternate between one or two and then that's it. And then I do my 10 minute meditation and breath work and energy exercise. And, um, I tick off that I've done it and I, I, I track my, it's got a really good, you know, uh, daily tracking thing. So it shows you how many days you were successful. Um, and all of that feels really good. So I do that and then it's done. Then I still haven't checked my phone or any of those things. I generally do some journaling and I write out my goals. So beside my bed, and this is very important, ladies, right beside my bed is my goals notebook and a pen. I found that if I didn't put the pen beside the notebook, sometimes I didn't do things because I was rummaging or that was even just a barrier to do it. So I 100% recommend the notebook and the pen beside the bed. I also have a daily planner that I use and I have that beside the bed. So what I do is um, I might do some journaling of anything that came up very quickly. I generally write out my goals and they could be anything from I am statements. I write some affirmations and then I always write three things that I'm grateful for from the day before, things that brought me joy, things that I'm proud of. Um, and I do that, right? Then I pick up my daily planner and I write out my big three things that I want to achieve for myself that day. I use the full focus planner by Michael Hyatt. I'll put a link in the show notes about that. I love it. It works really well for me and it's very routine and rituals based. And then I write what time I'm going to finish for the day. As somebody who's self-employed and doesn't have start times and end times um, and can go forever, it's really important for me that I write a time that I'm finished and that I'm clocking off. This has been something that I've been doing for the last three or four months, maybe a bit longer, and it's really changed things for me. So it's really good. And still no phone at this point. I haven't checked messages, haven't checked anything. And that can take me normally about five minutes, maybe up to 10 minutes, depending on how much journaling I want to do that day, right? Then I do that. I get up, I make my bed. I'm a big fan of making a bed, right? And um, I know Mel Robbins talks about this a lot on, in her books and in her in her videos, um, but there's definitely something about making your bed that makes you feel even that first sense of accomplishment first thing in the morning. So I really love that. Also, I like making my room and my bed a, a place that I want to be because I really want to nurture a nice sleeping environment. So that's important for me. So I do that. I open the curtains, all those sorts of things. And then I do some gentle stretching and movement. So that could be 
normally it just depends on what's sore from the workout the day before um, and just gentle kind of flowy yoga-y stretchy thing it's not full yoga it's not a flow I don't do any of that I found that I've tried all of those things I generally find that for me if I just move and stretch in certain moves that I like um, mostly to do with the back and I do maybe some cat cows and some wriggles and things like that that just works for me so I just do that I do that at the end of my bed um, and I can also continue to do that whilst I'm doing the next part which is I will go downstairs and make my hydration potion so if you know anything about um, what we do here at warrior goddess kettlebell training and our five morning star habits we're big into hydration and this particular uh, step I learned from the amazing Aubrey Marcus uh, from his book, Own Your Day, Own Your Life. 100% recommend that book. I learned a lot about my morning routine from him. Um, and I make my hydration potion. So I make it with warmed, um, filtered water warmed that's been cooled, half a lemon and some Himalayan salt. And I replenish my electrolytes and trace minerals that have been depleted from sleep. And while I'm waiting for that to do that, I gently do some more stretches and kind of like, yeah, I just kind of stretch and move. So that can, you know, that just happens naturally, organically. I don't, I don't do anything too crazy or jumping up and down, etc. Now, depending on the weather, I may drink my hydration potion outside. Um, I live in a country that's not particularly sunny and warm. So really only three months, two months of the year, I would sit outside at any time. Um, and I know it's important to try to get the vitamin D in and to set our circadian rhythm with sunshine as best that we can. Um, so it is something that I try to do as best I can, but that doesn't always happen. So, um, but that's that's important to me to try to do that and drink my hydration potion. I may take my hydration potion outside with my journal and combine those. So if I lived in a warmer country, if I had, um, you know, my backyard set up all season round, it's not because obviously winter and stuff, it needs cleaned regularly, etc. Um, if that was the case and I had that facility, I would do that nearly every day if I could. Yeah. So for my Floridian friends, for those of you living in warmer a climate, definitely bring your journals and your hydration potion outside. You could even do that gentle stretch in the movement out there too. Yeah. And then depending on if I'm eating or if I'm fasting, I'll either continue to fast I won't make breakfast, or I'll break my fast with either a green goddess pruthi or protein oats. I'm a creature of habit. Those are the two things I eat. Um, sometimes at the weekend, I may have scrambled eggs on some of my amazing gluten-free toast, or I may have um, second breakfast that also includes some toast with banana and cashew butter or something like that, right? So, um, but I want to get my 30 grams of protein generally within the first hour of waking. So again, if you know anything about that, we cover this a lot in our six-day superhero school. If you want to hear more about that, you can go over to warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash school and sign up for our boot camp and learn about actually how what this looks like, right? Why, what's the green goddess pretty? Why are we breaking our fast with one hour, within one hour with 30 grams of protein? 
that sort of thing. We also break down the hydration potion as well. Okay. So then I take my supplements, um, my morning supplements. So I have morning supplements and evening supplements, and that takes about two more minutes, right? So at this point, we're probably hitting 20, nearly, nearly 25, 30 minutes, right? Um, and then I lay out my clothes before my shower of my workout wear, if I'm doing a workout or not, because I don't, I work out every other day. So, um, sometimes the next question is I either go to the gym later that day, no morning workouts for me, or I take the dog for a walk, right? So that could be what I do, um, next. So it depends. So do I work, do I work out or do I walk? That's the three things. So it depends on what I have on my schedule for that day. If I'm recording loads of podcasts, like I do for you guys here with batching, um, I might just go straight into my office and record those might not even have a shower first because I find, um, it takes up so much time, you know, whereas I can just sit down, blast out, take a break, have a shower, go do my workout, come back, do more, do more podcast recordings. Um, there's ways, there's ways around when you work from home, you can choose all of those different things. So sometimes I'm in my PJs, sometimes I'm in my gym wear, sometimes I'm in actual clothes. Uh, and then it just depends on, am I working from my office? Am I doing a workout? Workout? Am I taking the dog for a walk or do I take myself off to a Starbucks? And that's my work day, right? So either I'm doing work or the workout is generally in the middle of that. So I will do some work, take a break, do a workout anywhere between two and five o'clock ish. And then when I come back, I tend to do a couple of hours more work. So I eat something, do a couple more hours work, and then we'll eat again. And that's how the rest of the day goes. But we're looking mostly at the morning here. So let me recap that for you. And then we're going to take a short break and I'm going to talk about, okay, well, if you didn't have full 30 minutes, what would you, what would work for you? Or why are, is this before this? Or why is this important for me? Or why did I do that in that way? Right. Um, and give you a bit more of the whys or give you a bit more of the breakdown. So again, key steps in the morning routine are meditation or breath work journaling goals, do my big three and what time I finish, still no phone. I make my bed, gentle stretching and movements, hydration potion, breakfast or fasting, supplements, lay out my clothes before a shower. And then later I'm either doing a uh, working gym, take dog for a work. Okay. So that's not even part of the morning routine because I don't do a workout in the morning. So taking a short break now, when we come back, we're going to break down some of these ones of why, if you had limited, more limited time, what would you do or how you can maybe shave off more time here or what are non-negotiables, right? Um, yeah. Okay. Let's see you after the break. Welcome to the ideal average day exercise. How the Ideal Average Day Exercise can help you to set daily habit goals. You see, a single day is like your life. Each part is connected. Each choice you make influences the future choices you make. To realize true transformation, you have to focus not on changing one thing, but on changing one day. So let's get started looking at your ideal day. Begin by finding a comfortable seat, whether that is seating upright in bed, on a chair, lying down, and do not do this whilst driving. 
Begin the process by closing your eyes and focusing inward and on the breath. Drawing in through the nose, a nice big breath down to the tips of your toes. And as you exhale, feel the body become more relaxed, leaving all tension behind, lengthening that exhale and sinking deeper deeper into the floor, the bed, or the chair. As you draw in the next breath, again, down deep to the tips of the toes. And as you exhale, lengthen it just a few more seconds as you begin to feel heavier, but more relaxed, more centered, and the tension of the day leaves the body. Breathing in one more time, this time really drawing in deep, feeling the belly swell, feeling it down to the tips of the toes. And as you exhale, nice and long, nice and steady, allowing the body to relax. Keeping your eyes still closed, I want you to think about the ideal day. This might first be your perfect day. What might come to mind is that you're waking up in a five-star hotel in Paris, breakfasting on croissants and jam, having lunch in a cafe in Champs-Élysées, watching the sunset from the top of the Eiffel Tower, Or maybe you're in a hot air balloon watching the sunrise over the Grand Canyon. Maybe you're at a retreat or a spa getting pampered with hot stones. This is your perfect day. But what we want from you is not that once in a lifetime day. We want your ideal average day. This is the day you would be living if you were living every day of your dreams. This would be the day that you were living if everything that you want and desire was manifested and came true. So although this once in a lifetime perfect day is something you want to keep for your bucket list, we want you to help gain clarity on what you want from your life and get started on the path to make it happen. This is how you'll craft your daily habits your routines and rituals to help you decide what is missing and create meaning and purpose. You may already have an idea of what your perfect average day would look like without having to think about it too much. Or you may be so bogged down in that day-to-day drudgery, you wouldn't know what to do if a perfect day was handed to you on a plate. But regardless of where you're starting, we're going to explore now what your ideal average day would contain. So now, keeping your eyes still closed, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. I want you to begin to build out this vision within your mind. Begin to visualize what each of this would look like. Paint that picture for yourself being able to see around you, noticing the smells, the noises, 
the environment, being able to notice who is with you, what you're doing and where. Okay, let's begin. You're waking up on your ideal average day. Where are you waking up? When you look around you, what does the house look like? Where in the world is it? What time would you wake up in your ideal average day? How would you wake up? Who would be in the bed beside you? What's the first thing you would do? What would your morning routine look like? What would you be eating or having for breakfast? When and where and what time would you go to work? Can you see yourself dressing and getting ready for the day? Working your way through that morning routine? Look around you, see who's with you. What are you doing? How are you doing it? What work would you be doing? How are you feeling about the work that you're doing? What would you eat for lunch? How would you be eating your lunch? What time would you finish your work? What would that whole close down ritual of work look like? What would you do right after work finishes? What would your evening or family time look like then? What sort of hobbies or interests or activities would you be doing? Who would be beside you doing those? Can you see and hear and smell and taste? How would you be eating? How would you be dining? Would you be cooking? Who is there with you? What would you do at bedtime? Can you see your bedtime routine? Can you walk into that bedroom with us? How can you set yourself up for awesome sleep? What time would you go to sleep? When would you fit training into your day? What sort of movement or exercise or activity would you want to be doing? How would you connect with your friends and your family? What hobbies would you be doing? How would you feel spiritual fulfillment on a daily basis? As you begin to visualize this, I want you to look back on that day. Look back on the step-by-step routines and rituals, hour by hour, and now add in the feelings. How does it feel to wake up in that house, in that area, in that location? How does it feel to look upon what you see outside of your window? How does it feel to wake up just like you want to wake up? How does it feel to have that morning routine? And as you go off to work, 
How do you feel about yourself? Are you feeling confident, excited, joyful? And as you enjoy your lunch and take breaks in the day, as you do your training, your exercise, your movement, what about your evening and family times? How does those feel? Who are you as you do them? Are you happy and content? Are you smiling, laughing, feeling energized? As you begin to really round out this picture, I want you to begin in your mind to craft out the story. Be ready that when you open your eyes, you can grab a pen and paper and craft out your ideal average day story. Begin to add the connection to that story. Begin to feel those feelings and connect with it. So as you enjoy these moments of connection and excitement at this ideal average day, I want you to come back to us. Begin now to bring yourself back into the present moment and into the room. The small movements of your toes and your fingers feel like it's okay to stretch out your arms above your head, bringing more movement into your body as you return back to us. Begin to notice the noises and hear the noises in the environment take one final deep breath in through the nose out through the mouth as you gently open your eyes now in this moment and in this state of relaxation grab yourself a pen and paper and craft out your story Story is one of the things that makes us human. We're hardwired to connect with story way more than any fact or statistic. So craft out the story of your ideal average day. Start from the moment you wake up and keep going until you get to bed. Use this as a way for you to craft out and determine the gaps in your day, to set those goals and determine your daily routines and rituals. I would love for you to share how this experience was for you. Share with now in our Facebook groups, our communities, or reach out to us. We would love to hear how this ideal average day exercise has helped you to set those goals to determine those routines and rituals and for you to find more joy and gratitude and of course achieve all that your heart desires. So before the break, I said, I wanted to talk about things that are like non-negotiable or if you had a shorter amount of time, what to do. And you might not be surprised with what my response to that is going to be, which is 
these are non-negotiable, right? So, you know, for me, creating this routine um, has changed everything, right? Has really helped me to be clearer, to be more grounded, to feel better about myself, to feel more contented, to be able to then have an amazing rest of my day that I just make it non-negotiable, right? So, but I think what I want to talk about is I think that before I had these things, I made them into bigger things. So when it came to things like meditation, I used to think, well, I have to sit on the ground I have to sit on a cushion. I have to have a meditation space in my office. I have to get out of my bed. I have to go all the way and sit in a cold, dark room. And I made it into this really big thing. And it was only when um, I spent time with my friend who just does meditation in the mornings. Literally, she does it that way. She goes and has a pee, comes in, sits down. She goes, I'm going to do meditation. Do you want to do it? Yeah. And then we would do it, right? And I was like, shit, it can be that easy. It can be that easy. And then recently I had a meditation challenge that I did um, where it was 21 days. And I did that 21 days like four or five times in a row. Um, but then I was like, no, I want I want a new sort of, of challenge, right? So I literally, and then I picked different ones based on, well, what my goals are, what would be good for me, what do I enjoy, what sets me up. And I test and I try different ways of doing things. I generally try to pick one that has good breath work in it and good visualization work for energy or for protection or, or things like that. But that's just what I've developed over time. But more importantly, I just do it. It's 10 minutes. It's literally 10 minutes. Some of them aren't even 10 minutes. You could do a six minute or an eight minute one, right? It's visualization. The um, The app that I'm talking about is Insight Timer. I will put a link in the show notes for you. And it's free. There are more paid versions and you can support the people who provide the meditations by, by you know, um, sending them uh, money and support and paying for it. But it's up to you. It's all optional. And I love that also. So it's just non-negotiable. The other one that I was made that really has made a difference is the journaling with the goals and the gratitude. Because for me, if I start to feel off piste, as I call it, or, you know, um, the comebacks and this, I'm sorry, the setbacks are, are and the curveballs are coming, my energy is low. I'm just feeling um, like, you know, I can't be bothered with my goals anymore. I've just fallen off. I've had enough. Um, all, you know, moving into obliger rebellion, my obligers, then I find that if I reconnect with what's important to me, which is my goals, right? Goals are just what's important to you. So when I reconnect to what's important to me, um, cause it's for me, it's not for anybody else. Um, no, some of those things are, supported by other people. Like if I, you know, I'm working towards a holiday or a break, or I'm working towards, um, you know, something in my career or my business or something like that. Obviously it impacts Josh and the family and friends and all those things. But these goals are what remind me and help me to recommit to why I'm doing what I'm doing. And then the gratitude always works. I find that where, you know, fear and gratitude can't reside in the same space. So if I am feeling fearful or anxious, then I do, um, then I find that with gratitude, it really helps. I've also developed um, tapping that I do. I do tapping exercises. It is something that I will talk about more on the podcast, um, tapping to use to help with their nervous system to overcome fear and anxiety. It's a great tool. And I will bring someone on to talk about tapping. 
specifically but I have been using it and I do also love it um so that's that's a non-negotiable for me too making my bed it takes two minutes and it feels really good and it's nothing nicer than walking back into the room and knowing that that room is done and feels nice um the gentle stretching and movements don't overthink it just don't overthink it just move the body in whatever way feels good stretching out from you know any workouts or doms or feelings that you have from post-workout soreness that's what that's for right to get your body moving and mobile if you have difficulty moving in the morning because you know it's you're literally just that sore with aches and pains then that's something that you need to look at you know that's your body's signal for something's not right here and you might want to look at things like magnesium or you might want to look at you know other inflammation and joint things um, that can help and support you um, by all means reach out i can help you with that hydration always important breakfast try to do that you know in my way that i always do it supplements done right so what i would love to hear from you is so what of those was like oh i don't think i could do that that sounds like too much um how do you find the time to do that that seems crazy or it's always something i've wanted to do and i don't know how to find the time i would love 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 to hear from you with regards to that so go ahead take a screenshot you know put it on your ig story or um and talk about what habits you're developing yourself we need a bit of extra accountability here obligers i'm looking at you like if you are somebody who wants to do a meditation uh, practice put it out there get some external accountability say i'm going to do this ex you know this meditation practice um you know if lisa can do it i can do it i'm going to try it right or you know i really always wanted to get into journaling and gratitude i think it's really good when i when i do those things i feel so much better i'm going to commit to doing that for the next seven days or something like that so go ahead take a screenshot of this podcast stick it on your ig stories or tag me in a picture on Facebook or whatever. I would love, love, love. Or you can slide into the DMs, Lisa underscore Barwise, and let us know about that. So I am going to wrap this up for us today with a couple of things. So first of all, reach out to me. But we also have um, our free ideal average day visualization meditation. And I 100% recommend doing this because this might help you to craft out what your ideal average day is, but also what your ideal average morning might want to look like. So when you think about your ideal average day, now we're not talking about waking up in, you know, some exotic island in the Pacific. We're talking about what you do every day, average day, right? An everyday, common day. Um, but And we don't call it the perfect day because I don't believe in the word perfect, but I like the word ideal. So ideal average day, um, we want to look at that. We want you to you know, if you need some help or some support with trying to figure out, well, what do I want my morning to look like? Or how do I want my day to go? When you're in full control with full intention, that's how you achieve your long-term goals. So we're going to put a link to that in the show notes um, to help you with that. This is episode number 76. So you're going to go to warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash podcasts forward slash 76 and nab that free um visualization meditation and of course you're going to let me know what you think about your morning routine what's your what's your uh thoughts about 
you know routines and rituals what's your thought thoughts about um how you start your day you know have you wanted to try these things the journaling the meditation but you just don't feel like you have the time or how do you make yourself do it and um reach out i would love to hear from you and i've always if this has helped you please go on over hit that subscribe button go on over to apple podcasts and write a review it means a lot to us here this is how people get to find us when we spread this message and of course we will be back same time same place next week so until then have a great rest of your week and i look forward to connecting with you more speak to you soon have a great one